guys, it's Brittany with an I. And Brittany with a Y. And this is Tubies Continued. Hi, guys. Welcome back to episode three. Episode three. A little late, but we're here. Better late than ever. Is that the saying? All right. Well, you know, let's get into it. We got some really good feedback. We appreciate feedback because, you know, like, who the heck are we to make a podcast? The first couple episodes, you know, the first episode was more so like an intro to us. Who are we? That kind of thing. The second episode was just our goofy brains and how they really work. But um, this one's going to be different, very different, uh, relatable, I think, to a lot of people. But for different reasons, um, we're going to have a tough combo here. Yeah, I don't know what, like, the week's going to look like after we talk about this stuff. I think it'll uh, be fine. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> I think the conversation is going to be interesting. So for a little background, Brittany with a Y, myself, I am biracial. So, you know, obviously a lot is happening in the media and the news and everything lately. And for a while now, not like it's new news, but just a bigger microscope is on the news. And we just thought we'd have some tough conversations because it's interesting. So we're going to see how it goes. Yeah, I think today we were actually out and trying to decide what it was we were going to talk about. And I myself said, you know, I never grew up having to worry about that type of stuff or you know, I don't think as myself as like white privilege, but I'm sure there were times that I've said things that I never really thought could be offensive. I think it's easy. How do I say this? So I have more white friends than I have black friends. Um, I think a lot of people have different race friends, whatever. And It's funny because a lot of my white friends will say, I'm not racist. And I don't think people are necessarily racist or, you know, I just think we all grew up different. And there's just certain things we're all unaware of. We all encounter things differently. But I think right now it's like pretty interesting because even my own mother says things sometimes and I'm just like, did you just say that to your biracial kid? Or my dad will just turn and look at her like, really? Like, I'm your black husband. What did you just say? So it's interesting. So like with two parents, obviously with different races, your dad being African-American and your mom being white, how did they feel about everything that's going on? Like, what is their take on it? Um, I would say what I'll say is at the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, my mom asked me a question and she asked my sister and she said, do you deal with this? Do you encounter people being racist to you? Do you deal with people treating you different? And we both kind of had to sit her down and say, yeah, you know, not massive or every single day but it definitely happens and she just was like I'm so sorry you know and I think it was eye-opening for her because she didn't realize she's like 
she just sees us as her kids. She doesn't see us as black, white. We're just her kids. So she was unaware that it's something we deal with. And in her mind, I think she tends to forget that people do see us that way. Not everybody, not, you know, but it does happen. So my dad, on the other hand, I think, I think there's a lot he wants to say. He stays reserved. I think he stays reserved for a lot of reasons. Um, and that's his choice and that's his right. I think opportunity, you, you know, you put a mic in that man's hand, he's going to have a lot to say. It's frustrating. You know, I was once in a restaurant with my dad down South and we didn't get served because my dad was black and we looked around and we waited and waited. And I had never to this point in my life, I, I had to been like 10 or 12. I hadn't experienced that. I was like, people say things, you know, whatever, but actual being in a restaurant would not serve us. So it like when, while, so while you were growing up, because again, I obviously don't live this life. Like, yeah. So like I'm gonna ask the question. Yeah, ask the questions. So when you were like growing up, did your mom or dad have like I hear a lot of people, you know, like you know we're black and people view us differently, and you know some people think we're not good people. So this is how you have to operate in society and how you have to be perceived and things like that. Did your dad have any type of talk like that with you and your sister when you were growing up, or did they just treat you as? you are who you are and you know I think if my dad would have had sons it would have been a little different I think he would have had the talk his sister actually had the talk with me um I believe she had it with my sister as well so my aunt kind of before I entered high school just said your friends are going to change and I thought she's crazy what is she talking about and she she said you're gonna be too white for some people and too black for some people. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't get it. Coming out of middle school, everybody's friends. And she's like, things are about to change for you. You have to really just kind of like stand your ground and let people know who you are. Just be yourself. And it's not about what color anybody sees. Just be you. But keep in mind, this is where you're going to start to see it's going to split. And I thought, like, that's so stupid. I've known all the same people. She couldn't have been more right. I mean, we're talking three months into high school. People I'd been friends with since second, third grade, different. It was weird. It was Bizarre. it was like, why? You know what I mean? And I think it just, when you go into high school and the I went to a city school and the way it merged from multiple middle schools there was a lot more of both races so like in middle school and elementary school it was more it was predominantly white and then all of a sudden it's more so it's almost like some people felt like I needed to like pick a side and I'm like what do you want me to do cut myself in half (laughs) you know what I mean like what am I supposed to do yeah I don't know how I would be able to navigate through that I mean I did not go to a school that had many black people in it I had I think in my high school grade one gentleman who was african-american that's it and my graduating class was like 450 people wow so I mean it's very 
like, I mean, like we said, like it is today, like I lived, I'm sure a different life and was raised differently because I never really was like around that. Now, obviously I'm friends with you. I have no issue with your dad. I have no issue with your mom and that they came together and made you and your sister and you're both freaking awesome. So I don't have an issue there, but I'm definitely sure I was raised differently and was made to view it differently for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure. It's crazy, but I mean, when we lived and I grew up in like Forest Hills when I was younger, my mom had said, you know, I, she was all about the school district. She's like, I need my kids to go to a good school and was told by my parents that we were going to move. And the reason we moved is because we needed to go into a different school district because they were not comfortable. Yeah. And I don't think so. When I hear that, I think <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be offended. Like, your parents didn't want you to go there. They wanted you to go to a good school. They wanted you, you know what I mean? And even if Woodland Hills has whatever reputation, they wanted what they wanted for their child. I don't take that as, like, offensive. And I think a lot of people think you should be offended. But see, here's my thing. If you go out in the world on a day-to-day basis and you treat everyone with the same respect, then in my opinion, your parents did a good job raising you, period. People are people. Human beings are human beings. Rich, black, purple. I don't really care. You know, I, I just think that it's all about how people treat people. And I guess this is also where the other side of me starts to disagree with a lot of things I've I've watched in the last year with the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't agree to be so aggressive. I don't like the stereotype that gets put on Black people as just angry and out of control. It's like you can get your point across and keep your composure. I don't care how frustrated you are. It makes you no better than the point you're trying to bring to the table, in my opinion. And I think so when you say about your parents and they wanted this, I think that's their right. As a parent, that's the whole thing. Like you have to feel good when you get up and you have to go off to your job and you have to send your kid off to what I tell my kids every day is their job and they go into school. You need to feel comfortable. And sometimes I think race scares people. It it's uncomfortable for people because they don't know it. So at the end of the day, they looked at it like, hey, I'm going to go put my kids over here. Like you said, one black kid out of 400, 450, you know. Okay, so you didn't grow up with a ton of black people. Is that the end of the world? No. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I know that some people feel that as a half black person I should take offense to that I don't I really don't um I know when somebody is uncomfortable by somebody's presence because they're black and you know what I mean like the difference between the two like to like kind of navigate it I know that some people you can tell they they do have racist behavior they they probably have used the N-word on more than one occasion. Um, and I don't mean because they were singing along with a song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that 
Um, I think that it happens. I think it exists. I think it's frustrating. I think it's more frustrating for me because I can see both sides and not in a let me defend both sides way, but in a way that two people came together, made a baby, and here I am. Those two people aren't of the same race. So it's like, I don't get it. Why does it matter? You know, at the end of the day, who cares? Two people. Yeah. Like it's always just kind of been one of those things where I don't voice it a lot just because it's like, to me, what does it matter? People are about the person, who you are, what you say, what you do. That's what I go by. I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. I I don't care, you know, race, sexual orientation. I don't care. I like people for people. And I think, too, like, obviously, our generation is a little bit different than our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. And our parents were raised, you know, by their parents. Mm -hmm. And that stems all the way from there. Now, I just think it was more unfamiliar at that time. Mm-hmm. Than it is familiar now. Like yeah. we're very accepting of people who are, you know, bisexual or gay or whatever. And our parents, maybe not so much. They're like, well, what do you mean? And it's just common to us. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's interesting to hear it just because, you know, like you just said, I don't feel that way, you know, one way or the other. I'm good. Um, Now, when it comes to my family, it's interesting. When I'm with the white family, I feel more accepted than when I'm with the black family. The black family loves to point out how white I am or... Really? Oh, yeah. How light I am skin color wise. How... Like, when I was younger, it's not so much anymore. When I was younger, it was constant. Um, You know what? I'm going to say something. And if my family listens to this, I'm going to piss quite a few people (laughs) off. My great-grandmother was racist against white people. Funny thing about my great-grandmother, she was Native American. Mm, Interesting. No, it was weird. So she was just, (laughs) you know, down and outright just hated my mom. And she just treated me and my sister poorly. Um, She passed away several years ago. I felt bad for my father. I felt bad for my grandmother because that was a loss for them. If if I'm being 100% honest, I didn't cry. Not one bit. We did not have a good relationship. I didn't like watching how she treated my mother. I didn't like time spent with her. I didn't like her comments about how white we were. Oh, it was so annoying. It was so annoying because I'm just like, I'm your blood. Just shut up and love me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I see you at holidays and birthdays. Like, I don't need to be reminded how white and light I am. I'm good. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, I mean? just as long as you're loved. That's all that matters. Exactly. And, and your mom and your dad love you. So mm-hmm. and she should love you. She just, she felt how she felt. And that's fine. God rest her soul. R.I.P. Grandma Polly. But um, yeah, it's weird. It really is because I can feel comfortable either or room with ever, whoever, but Definitely the black side of the fam reminds me of my white lineage. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, got it. (laughs) I see my mom over there. Jasper is right there. I see her. Um, 
but I just find that funny. How was your mom like in that situation? Um, she, I've got to give her a lot of credit. She handled it pretty well. She's very comfortable around everybody in the family, even growing up, you know, her and my dad weren't together a very long time before they got pregnant with me. And my mom was just kind of like, this is the man I love. We have a child together. I'm here. Um, but you know, my mom, she's not soft spoken or mild mannered. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, she's not one to not speak her mind or stand up for herself but she you know once we were old enough she definitely told us there were times she bit her tongue because she just out of respect for my dad would pick and choose you know when was it right when was it necessary to say something um but as far as being the minority majority of the time she was good she she was whatever you know she's like oh hey hey you know could talk to anybody and whatever she was good what about her parents were they how were they when it came to you know hey mom and dad i'm you know seeing yeah. a black man she like, was very nervous accepting? very my grandfather actually told my dad before he died that he was more of a son than his four sons wow yeah i mean my grandfather and my dad had a very good relationship and my mom says you know i was nervous at first because she actually lost her best friend. They were friends since they were little. And then as soon as she started dating my dad, this girl was like, nope, goodbye. You love the ends. I'm out. Wow. Yep. You know? Crazy. And yeah. So she was obviously nervous, you know, but, and my mom grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. She had, you know, black kids in her school growing up, but probably not many more than you until high school. Yeah. And, my parents met in the same high school I went to, so fell for this man and didn't really care about the color of his skin. But so going back to, you know, you were saying with like the Black Lives Matter, and you know, if you're mad or upset, I completely understand that, but don't be aggressive or violent mm-hmm. towards it. So I know, and again, I don't want to sound white privileged or racist or anything this is just my way of like seeing it through my eyes so Mm -hmm. obviously me as a white person seeing that stuff happen on tv i understand their anger but then i question you know why why do we have to be burning down buildings in town because how do you justify to say we as a race are are being treated horribly but let me go break into that man's business he's been running his business for last 50 years but there's a riot here so i'm just gonna break it and steal whatever the hell i want i guess yeah i don't know i look at it i like get frustrated because i'm like what point was that gonna serve what purpose did that really do like i question it a lot and you know again you want to See change, be the change, in my opinion. I just can't get on board with that part of it. I'm just like, there's no need for the violence. Like, when it's to the level where people were hurting each other and people were breaking, what? Like, the whole point was a huge injustice happened, was filmed, and people were angry. I was angry. I, you know, 
I was so angry, one, that this video existed, not because I don't know what happens, but because I had to have this conversation with my children that it's like freaking frustrating. <laughs> it's like, it's not a conversation that's easy, you know? Yeah. And it that's why I felt angry, just because it's like, my gosh, when are we as a country, as a nation, all going to be united does that exist will i see that day before i die you know mm -hmm. so but the reaction and the the protesting and the violence peaceful protesting fine people wanted to get together things started off really good in some cities and then it just took off to a different extreme and for the people who you know spoke out to say we have to go to this extreme to get attention no I don't agree. I do not agree. Mm -hmm. When people have to get hurt and beat and robbed for you to get your point across. No, no, sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. Like uh, in the fact that they're angry, but mm -hmm. there's a very many, there's more ways to express anger than mm -hmm. burning your entire town down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you grew up very different. You and I, and I think watching what had unfolded, you know, with George Floyd and, everything you know sitting and just even talking with my husband we're like okay what happened what the police did what that policeman did very unacceptable not there was no reason for that i mean he committed a crime you know i still I honestly i am not well educated on what george fully did because i've heard so many versions of what he did you know what i mean so it's like what's the truth again will we ever know what the real truth is exactly. i mean it was obviously worth it enough for the state to settle millions of dollars with his family you know to just be done and settle so i don't know but i do think and i truly believe that it is different based off of race when somebody does something that is breaking the law i think it's easily handled differently mm -hmm. i think every day it's getting worse it's a shame i think cops need to be given respect for the people that are out here let's defund the police let's not you know i don't back blue see i disagree i think they go out to protect and serve that is their job they get up every day and put on a uniform and kiss their families goodbye and they may not come home. In the next breath, I also feel now if you're not out here and you're committing crimes and you have to be arrested, that is on you. Mm -hmm. You went out and did something and made a choice. They're choosing to do a job. Do I think that cops are excessive in their force with black people? A hundred percent. Do I think it's every cop? No. I think there's yeah, fantastic think, cops out there. I yeah. think there's so many good cops that the cops that have been excessive, the other cops are given this bad reputation and isn't and that then funny it though? Fear though. I think I think what's happening is you see these cops that are excessive and out of line and shouldn't be wearing a badge in my opinion, but then these cops, these good cops, these trustworthy people 
go out to do the job, but now they're getting disrespected. And it's like a domino effect. And then now they're fearful because I'm sure they're fearful every day. You know what I mean? I'm I'm sure there's cops that thought, hey, maybe I'll work the beat and I'll never have to fire my gun at somebody. You know, but life happens and now they go out on a day to day and people are just less respectful. I think I it's I think it's kind of interesting what you had just said there. You know, there are cops out there who, you know, they could be racist or they take it out on, you know, black individuals versus white. And you, I think what you had said, you know, they're getting a bad rep for those cops. So I look at it almost like if you want equal rights, you know, you need to educate the other side. Us as white people are not educated. Some, I'm sure, are. A lot are not. Mm-hmm. We're not educated on, you know, what it is what you deal with day in, day or day out. What kind of conversations you have to have with kids growing up or, you know. So I think instead of resulting to the violence, and I understand protesting, but go out and educate somebody. You know, I see certain things on no, and I think that's that's a great point because I think it's easy to say as a white person, I'm not racist or I don't think I'm a racist or, you know, but it's like sometimes it's more than not being racist. It is what you just said. It, it's about it being educated, understanding, you know, simple things go a long way, you know, and as unfortunate as it is, as a white person over a black person, you could have the same education and degrees and all that, but a white person is going to be heard. Mm-hmm. Is it right? No. Is it fair? No. But if you're, you know, helping your white friends, you're, you know, educating the white p- community, you, you can help yourself. You can together you can get through it further in my opinion so how would you know though do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. you can watch it play out in front of you but how do you know well hey you know what what does my friend need how do I support my friend in this yeah exactly and And I think think it's interesting the tough conversations that people need to have I mean even us discussing talking about this tonight we were like well, do we like you mm-hmm. know I kind of was like when you had brought it up I was like do you mind like can we talk about it because I have questions and I mm-hmm. want to know things and you know I just want to make sure I don't say the wrong thing and or I'm not saying the wrong thing I want to make sure you know I understand fully and mm-hmm. you're like yeah sure I don't care I'm open to it I'm totally open to it and I think that's good because unless we have the conversation I myself We'll never know. I don't know if I get a little uncomfortable if you have to. If it could make or break a relationship in your life and you don't know if you're offending somebody, ask questions. You know, find out. Like, everybody was raised different. Everybody has a different situation. You know, you don't know. So, like you said, you know, I'm mixed race. I came from both sides. So, I've seen both sides, I've lived both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't just like one sided, like mm-hmm. you've been exposed to both so mm-hmm. you see it from both ends. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, that makes you well educated. And I think that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll, we yeah, need we somebody out here taking a stand, trying to make a point in the 
most peaceful way possible and and telling people that are you know getting ridiculous in the streets knock it off get it together you're you're taking us backwards not forward and i think too like you know it was a conversation that needed to happen it's a topic that needs brought up it definitely does but it's almost like it sparked 10,000 more things that we're just we're trying to push forward on one end but it's just taking us backward on multitude of things like you know black lives matter and now there was just recently you know a shooting and a majority of those people that had passed were asians or who were murdered were asians so now we're like well asians lives matter i listen all lives matter to me i don't care who you are what you do what you stand for i do agree with that what is the resolution what is the end-all be-all resolution that everybody is good with you know, that's really a million dollar question there because it's simple as, okay, the protest or I keep coming back to that, but I'm just, what, what's the result? Like, what is the yeah, point what are of we working you know, for if here? you're going to go and have a rally and then you see something come from it, you know, these groups form and these people making a movement and opening doors and getting things passed at co- in Congress, great. But if you just want to show up in a crowd and get aggressive and violent, it's like, okay, so we all just came together to speak and he- be heard and we just basically just threw it out. The- what is the best way as a nation to be united? For everyone to feel equal, what is the way? Yeah, I I agree. Is it us the way we raise our children now? Is it education? You know, and the other thing that gets me is like, you know, everyone I get is very offended nowadays, but it's like, I feel like we're really offended. Like everything is very offensive. So I start to think like, you know, every day something is, knew that oh you know uncle ben's isn't going to be on the box anymore and and oh that i can't with all that crap the dixie chicks aren't the dixie chicks and what is it the washington redskins are not reds they're just washington now and lady annabellum is lady a it's just like let's not like it's at a whole new level It's like Dixie Chicks. You want to make a difference. You want to see change. You want to let it be known that you're not racist in any way. Use your platform. Yeah. Speak on it. Speak. Like changing your band name. When when's the last time you guys had a new song out? Does nothing for me. It just actually gets on my nerves. Yeah. It's like that's the stuff that bothers me. And that's like the change I don't think we need. Like, again, there's three white women who are named the Dixie Chicks who are just like, oh, we'll just change our name and then everyone will still just accept us. It's fine. No, like, like you said, speak on it. Speak on the matter. Speak on the issue. Use your platform. If I were famous, I would try my best when I had the opportunity to use my platform. And you do see a lot of famous people doing that in all aspects but to go to the extent to change what is the change you know what i mean yeah like so you as somebody who grew up like seeing both sides like what is it that you think i think like what is it that you want to see 
needs to calm down. I think people of all races also need to respect that badge. I think if you get pulled over or you get questioned, stopped and questioned, you need to give respect to that person with the badge. I don't think anybody needs to get combative both sides, person being, you know, stopped and the officer. I think officers need to slow it down. I get yeah. it. It the job is not easy, but it's a life choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're choosing to be a cop, so they're choosing to put their life on the line so they don't get to jump and get trigger happy. And for the love of all things holy, as a nation, if we could do like better training on where to shoot people, I think that would be fantastic. Like if you really feel it is necessary to shoot somebody, we can't go for like the leg. Yeah. Why is it got to be fatal? Honestly, take them down. even gangsters do <laughs> shootings and choose a leg. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, I agree. Why? Like. When I hear that the cop unloaded seven bullets into him in the back, I'm just like, for sure at two, dude was down. <laughs> like, and if he's not, you need to run in the other fucking direction because he's a metahuman. You got to go, bro. Okay? Like, do they still have the wands? Smack somebody with your baton thingy. Do that. I I'm good with that. Even if you got to, like, whack him over the head to get him down... I'm here for it. Concussion over death, here for it. Yes. Yeah, I think more training for sure. And mm -hmm. like you said, I don't, not to speak badly on cops or anything, but I don't think that they're all good. There are definitely some that should probably not have badges. Yeah. Like, do they undergo evaluations regularly? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, truly, because their jobs aren't easy. They're stressful. It's... It's not easy to put your life on the line every day. How is it any different, though, from a soldier going to war and coming yeah. home and having PTSD? Maybe these cops also need more, more support on the mental level so they're clear when they go out and they're not wanting to just go from one to a hundred and, you know, having fatal shootings over a traffic stop or a U-turn because, that's mind-blowing to me. Like, why? Yeah, you wonder you know, what triggered them. Because I mean, got you to that point that you shoot somebody that's in a vehicle while their child is in the backseat. Like, mm -hmm. that is a person, I'm like, do they pass the test? Who's their dad? Because nepotism is alive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got questions. Yeah. Because I can't understand how there's cops who wake up every day, like I said, kiss their family goodbye and go put their life on the line. And then there's other cops that go out and they're just like, mm, I'm a cop. Bang, bang, motherfucker. Yeah, they just take control of that whole law and order. They're like, I'm the big one. I'm the bad one. I have the right. I have yes. the authority. You're, Yeah, but you're, you're using it in the wrong way, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why people don't respect you. I mean, and there's where the struggle truly lies. But at the same time, I don't care what a cop did to your friend, your relative, your whoever, what you saw on TV, how angry you feel. When you get pulled over or stopped, you need to shut your mouth and do what you're told. Mm -hmm. And there are times that in that moment, that cop can be 110% wrong. I will say it. But in that moment, 
is you not feeling frustrated and angry that you're being mistreated better to feel that than to feel nothing because you're dead yeah i mean i know like when a cop's coming or like i'm you know i'm scared i'm like Mm -hmm. oh shit you know cops here i'm getting pulled over or they're walking up to us you know i'm scared i'm like Mm -hmm. i need to just listen and follow what the rules are i just this is what i need to do it's just law in order there's law for a reason just do what you're told it's Mm -hmm. you don't got to do a lot of stuff in your life of what you're told but police just do what you're told it's just it's that simple they pull you over traffic stop why do you gotta be like why'd you pull me over i know it happens i know there are times where cops are excessive but i also know that there are times when people just feel like i shouldn't be getting pulled over or everybody's real quick to want to be like oh you pulled me over because i'm black would you pull me over because i'm black while driving could it be that maybe maybe am i saying that's okay no but why do you feel as a person sitting there in a vehicle being pulled over it's okay to just jump to that and be so angry i agree it's just like officer could you tell me what i'm being pulled over for sure you want to ask that question because you genuinely don't know you know do you have a brake light out you didn't know whatever i I get it i i've i've never really i have to say i've never really been in i got pulled over like one time i think and then I was a kid and I'm walking after curfew. Okay, I try to stay clear of the police. But they asked me when I got pulled over, do you know why I pulled you over? They give you ample time to say, like, and if you don't know, like, just say, I don't know. Like, my friend just got pulled over recently. He was like, do you know why I pulled you over? She's like, honestly, I don't. I'm just really nervous. I just, I'm not sure. And he's like, it's okay. Just calm down. I'm going to let you know what you did. That's what I mean. It's like people are feeling entitled to question things or act how they feel because of something that happened, whether to them or to somebody else. And the one that gets me is it's like, if you feel you witnessed something on social media and it was an injustice, by all means, you want to support it. You want to look into it. You want to see it through. What was the outcome? Okay. But why are are you given some free pass to act up when you're pulled over because you're angry that this thing happened to somebody that you may not even know and it doesn't make it okay or right but it's like okay right now you have a chance to be the change and yet we're gonna what do the same thing with everything that's been going on obviously your kids are older so you have to explain more to them yeah. And I'm sure you get asked questions from them. Oh, yeah. They, their pap is, you know, their grandfather is black. Their uh-huh. grandmother is white. I'm sure they see what's going on in the world. I'm sure your daughter has social media and can see certain things. So it's, how do you address that? It's uncomfortable. It is definitely uncomfortable. But the one thing in my heart, I believe, is racist behaviors aren't something you're just born with um acts of racism you you don't just come out of the womb and you're like "Mm, okay i know i'm this color so i'm gonna act this way to that color it is a learned behavior so my kids are aware of life my kids have seen things and their school is very pretty 
evenly divided. So they're around both races, multiple races, and um, they know that they're a mixed race. Why? Why did that officer do that? Why couldn't he just put him in handcuffs and put him in the back of the car? Great question. Why couldn't he? I, yeah. I can't, you know, and I, you know, even if he did something bad, mom, if he had to go to jail, why couldn't they just take him to jail? Mm-hmm. You were right. Why couldn't he just put the handcuffs on him and put him in the back of the car, you know, and I can't answer a question because I can't understand it. All I can do is say, you know what? They were wrong. They handled it horribly. And it's a shame because the man lost his life, you know, but when a cop says do something, you have to listen. Mm -hmm. And they're very aware of that. But I don't think for my kids, they're ever going to experience anything too negative as far as you know being of mixed race um but they definitely have questions i mean it's hard because it's like well why mom you know i mean that's every kid's favorite question why you say something why and to me as a mom explaining why that cop couldn't just put him in the back of the car and you know why that cop couldn't, you know, and another one use a taser instead of a gun because their questions are my questions and I don't have answers. All I say to them is you have to remember that a cop is a cop and you need to follow their instructions. And that's all I can do in this situation. And, you know, they'll say sad and we just kind of have an open conversation where, I say, yeah, it is sad. I agree with you. Somebody lost their life and it doesn't need to be that way. But then, you know, on the other end, they see the news and they're like, why are those people throwing chairs through windows and breaking in? I thought they're supposed to be like Black Lives Matter. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're right. You know, why did they do that? Why did they think that was okay? And, you know, my son said it best one day. He goes, dumb doesn't equal dumb. I was like, all right, bro. You know, right. I was like, okay. And he's like, if you want to go say something, say it. Why do you got to be stupid about it? Makes sense. Listen, my nine-year-old gets it. I'm going to need everybody else to wake up. Yeah. It's not hard. No. Because the violence is not the solution so in my opinion race racist behaviors i should say is learned and i think the best thing we can do right now the change that we can create is teaching our kids to accept everybody and i tell my kids all the time and it's something i've said since they were born love is love I don't care if a man wants to be with a man, woman, and I don't care. You know, I don't care what color they are. I don't care if they're homeless. Love is love, and you need to give love to everybody because you just don't know. You have no idea anybody's story, what they're going through, what they've been through. And 
I have these really proud moments where I see my kids extending that to others. And I'm like, damn, I'm so proud, (laughs) you know, because it's like, it's not always easy, you know, me as a new mom, you know, you said racism is taught, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, you don't just like come out being racism or thinking racist things. So how, like, for someone like me who didn't grow up in a life where I wasn't, you know, I was obviously taught there's white and black and, you know, this is those type of people and this, these type of people. So how do I bring my daughter up into society and not push the same thoughts forward to her? How would someone like I don't... Me looking at both sides say, well, you know, it's taught. So this is how I would not teach it. I don't think it's about not teaching it. I think it's about teaching acceptance more than anything. Because, I mean, look at you. You know, your parents grew up in a generation where things were more divided. But yet, I mean, I went to my first rap concert with your dad at the same time. (laughs) And he went to his first rap concert. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think, I think every day we get up and we make choices. And I think it's a choice to just go out and give all races kindness it's a choice and some people look at it like well it shouldn't be a choice it should just be a given thing no because a black person could be shitty to me today a white person could be shitty to me today you don't know but it's like if you woke up and you aren't like oh i'm just gonna avoid the black people or i'm not gonna make eye contact or like you said oh i'm not gonna hold a door open for a black person i'm just gonna let the door slam in their face Mm -hmm. it's i think it's just every day being accepting and kind that's as a parent our kids are going to see more things I think than we will ever wish for them to see I just think it's hard because you want to protect them from life but I think they're going to experience things and we're not ready for it so I think the best thing we can do for them is to teach them to be kind and accepting so you had said you know I don't think it's necessarily avoiding the fact that people are different I think just accepting them so you know I see all these things on TikTok and social media where they sit the little baby down and they point out pictures of white and black and this and that and it's a boy and a girl and blah 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 and not once does the little kid say or call out the color of the person's skin or you know anything like that you Mm -hmm. know and they're trying to make a point like recently I read, I watched a video on TikTok and it was this mom saying, and she has a special needs child. And she's like, I get that you all teach your kids not to stare. And, you know, and that's a thing of kindness because it's rude to stare. We're all taught not to stare. She said, but my child looks for connecting with people because she's nonverbal. So she looks for the eye contact. So instead of looking away from her because she is special needs, look at her. And I thought, wow you know I always thought what does it matter if they're different or what does it matter if they're a different color you you shouldn't but what she said resonated with me so much because maybe it does need to be pointed out maybe you they do need to see okay yep that person is black and this person is white but there's no different you know what I mean and it's like I don't know the best answer to that question only because I grew up with it with both Mm -hmm. so I didn't have to think about it my kids are growing up with both they don't have to think about it you know what I mean like it's so that's 
crazy. Like you're saying, we didn't have to think of that. Me as <laughs> someone who didn't grow up, I'm like, I have to think of that. Yeah. You know, how do I make it so my daughter doesn't, you know, have these thoughts or feelings towards certain people? How do, how do I raise her so, you know, she's being proper or acting correct or, you know, being taught the right way? I think, again, just acceptance and kindness is the biggest thing. And I think it's interesting because kids, kids genuinely like each other. Like they just go to a park and they'll play with everybody there or they'll try to play with everybody there. Because, you know, when you're little, everything is just good. It's so amazing. And they're so resilient in that way. And it's like when they're at the park, tell them to be all inclusive you know what I mean you don't want Charlotte going over and only talking to the little white girl or a little white boy and being like no 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 don't talk to the colored kids over there (laughs) you know what I mean like be all inclusive at all times as much as you can you know she can experience it and see it because the thing is is she won't see it as much as like in your mind you're wondering like how will I teach her how will I explain it to her she won't see it that way she'll Mm -hmm. just see a child yeah you know what I mean and if that child is smiley it doesn't matter what color they are she's just gonna see a smiley kid and she's gonna be like oh I like to play and smile and it it's amazing because I think I think it has a lot to do too with the parent in the household and how they act because your kids see a lot of what you do so Mm -hmm. I mean if you as the parent are going to be accepted accepting and you know not show a certain reaction towards somebody then you know they won't mimic that because kids mimic things you know they're Mm going to do what they see and would help too you know I'm sure you know me and my husband are still going to have our views and we're still going to talk about it but I just think like not talking about it around her you know letting her know like there are people in the world and there's good people and there's bad people, but there's just good and bad. There's mm-hmm. not like good black people and bad black people. There's mm-hmm. not white people and bad white people. There's just good and bad. It, like I said, it, it, it would get trickier when that kid starts asking those questions. Mm-hmm. Like why doesn't her daddy look like my daddy or, mm-hmm. you know, why, why does she have two daddies or why does she have two mommies then mm-hmm. you know you and mommy are together and you know what I mean like I mm-hmm. think because kids eventually like I said are gonna ask those questions no they ask everything so again I think it goes back to education just mm-hmm. educate the kid on the situation mm-hmm. as best you can That's absolutely problem, and I don't think there is and that's the best thing you could do as a parent in my opinion you know, I know people that don't accept it and, you know, they've t- tried to teach that to their child or their children or their relatives. And, you know, I married into a family that the one aunt said to the one nephew, I'm praying for you because he was openly gay. And his father let her know, you don't need to pray for my son anything but his health because he's fine the way he is. And I thought, wow, that's amazing because they were raised by the same parents and she feels so differently on the subject. And he's like, this is my child and I love him. And I loved that for him because it's like he's an only child. That's not always easy for a parent to accept. 
I mean, my kids could walk in today and say they want to date the same gender. And I'd be like, cool. Who do you like? You know, mm-hmm. it's just different in that way. Like we're all, we all look at it differently, but I think it's a shame when people don't, you know, because that man loving a man didn't change anything, but who he loved, you know what I mean? He's still a good person, a hard worker, loves his family. So it's like, I think to this day, they don't have a relationship because she just won't accept who he loves. So crazy. It is crazy. It is. It really is. Cause it's like, you miss out on people because you don't want to accept something about them and it's like realistically at the end of the day you can't look yourself in the mirror and say you like everything about every person in your life that Mm -hmm. would be a lie so it's like okay who cares then you know yeah I think that goes back your mom when she started to date your dad like were her parents accepting Mm -hmm. because I'm sure that's something she was thinking like are they going to accept me? Is this something they're going to, you know, she probably was afraid to talk about it or tell them like, Hey, this is who I'm seeing, or this is who I'm dating. Like, what do you think? And it's, it's just, that would be hard because, you know, for someone like her to grow up and not care about color or race or anything, and to have to be afraid to tell her parents is it's hard. And mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely, yeah, it was definitely a conversation. It's a conversation that I didn't think I would have to have when I started dating people. You yeah. know, it's it's definitely come up. And, and it's like, I don't, if I meet somebody, I don't front load them with, I'm biracial. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's something I need to, like, share out of the gate. Because it's like, again, if you're attracted to a person, you like a person, you like the person for who they are. So how is the color of their skin going to change that? But I have dated people where it was a problem for somebody in their family, or it was a problem for their friend. And it was definitely not something I thought I would experience to the extent that I did. And it took me back, like really took me back. And I'm like, why though? Like I, they liked me up until now till this moment when they found out that yeah but I'm not any different than who I was you know two days ago and now they know so they don't like me or approve or just very very weird and very interesting I'll say it's interesting yeah because a lot of white people say certain things that they don't think would be offensive Mm -hmm. but really is Mm -hmm. and obviously they're probably not told that that's offensive the person that they're saying it to you're probably like oh you know they don't want to say like hey listen you probably shouldn't say that next time Mm -hmm. and I couldn't tell you if I've ever I mean even to you I don't know I could have said something very offensive and never even known and you probably would have never said anything because you're like I just don't want to dive into it she probably just doesn't know so it's like moving forward if I ever say something (laughs) (laughs) no I will now no it's sometimes it's it's not you just in general people say things and they're so small and then I feel like "Hmm, maybe I should have said something so I can help them do better so last year when all this broke out and things were really getting eye-opening for people one of our coworkers asked me, you know, and he's an older white man. 
and he asked me questions and I was so just like taken back by the fact that he really genuinely wanted a better understanding. He asked some questions and it was more so, so he knows better what he is or isn't doing. And, you know, is he offensive and has he said or done? And I think at his age, it was impressive. You know what I mean? He's in his early sixties. A lot of people are kind of like set in their way at that point. And they're like, Hey, I am who I am. And they may not think they say or do it, but they may. And I appreciated the fact that he wanted to educate himself. So he was just asking you like your point of view or he asked me my point of view on everything that was going on. He asked me if I had to give him a day to day or a week to week time frame or count, how many times would I say in my everyday life, I encounter something said that's inappropriate on the subject of race. And I was really impressed by that question um what if you don't mind me asking what was your answer is it often um it's probably in a week three four times really yeah yeah people daily you come encounter with the same or people you different people you know just it's simple things people do not think before they speak sometimes and they don't think you know it's something as simple as like Oh, they'll get mad. You know, you can't say because they'll get mad about that. Like in referring to a race, nobody wants to be a they'll, a they, that it's why. Yeah. Other. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's like simple, small things like that. Coworker, he, he made a comment about a Dr. Seuss book. And how they're changing mm-hmm. their Dr. Seuss book and or pulling certain ones or what have you. And says, you know, because everybody's so sensitive. Every Ever since, what did he say? How did he say it? Ever since all this started, you know, they're all making everybody sensitive. Oh, yeah, and I see. Another coworker of ours was sitting there when he said it. And he just kind of looked at me because he was waiting for my reaction. And I just... I heard it, I processed it, and I kept typing and doing my job. Yes, and I what do you do in that situation? Do you sit there and say, should I just educate this man on? There is a time to address it, absolutely. I think with take the time to try to help you be better on a subject that you, you don't know about, you don't comprehend. Don't then go to say something and then preface it with, hope you're not offended when I say this. Yeah, I get it. Someone like that, uh, there's no point. He would be a waste of my time and energy. Um, do you judge it, it more so? I do. I take it in on by the person. A race as them, them, their, all that, it is offensive. Yeah. It can be offensive. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, it makes total sense. 100% makes sense. But I think it's interesting to see that you had a co-worker who was wanting to be educated and one not so much and that just goes to show you that those people are close with you and see you every single day and how different mm-hmm. you know so if you looking at it can't change one of them but you can change the other it's like how many people out there actually like that that you're yeah. gonna have to do that with, you know yeah yeah it is it's simple things um 
I mean, it, we work in an industry, there's a lot of older white men in our industry. Yeah, I was just about to ask you because we do, like you said, work in an industry where it's predominantly a, a man rant run industry. It's there's definitely yeah. it's there's not many women that work in it. And you as a woman who work in the industry, but not only a woman, a biracial woman, it's like do you feel like you're working against two tides? I don't know how to actually answer this and be politically correct. So I'm just gonna be honest. I think because I'm both, it's different. Like I see generations i see it being more so the older generation i see it being something that it's like is that moment right now if i sit here and try to explain it away or explain it to that person where does it get me what does it do um so it's a choice it's almost about picking your battles there and there are times where it's like mm, you know, um, something had to be said. And the one thing I will say, if I could educate somebody on a white person on what not to ask somebody, if you don't know what their ethnicity is, is don't say, what are you? I don't think people realize (laughs) how annoying that question is. Like, what are you? I'm sorry. What? I'm a woman. I'm a human being. Um, I don't have enough fingers to tell you how many times in my lifetime I've been asked that. What are you? Um, Well, that's kind of like going back on what you said earlier today when we were talking about this. You know, you were like, it wasn't until I was 33 years old that I signed up for my license and it actually, what did it say? Mixed race. Yeah. I would never in my life be able to tell you that. I would never, you know what I mean? That's just something which is probably really bad on my end that I don't notice. Like, and I think I said to you, I was like, that's bizarre because here I am like, Oh, I can't stand when it doesn't say Caucasian. It says white. And I'm like, and it's very think- aggressive when it says white. I I've noticed that on more and more things recently. Yeah. I mean, majority of my life I have had to check other under race other. No, it's a, it's a weird thing. I think sometimes I just couldn't focus in on my test. Cause I would, just like still stuck on the fact that I just had to fill the other bubble out like am I an alien and you know what I mean like yeah like what other yeah like it it never just sat well with me I'm like it and that was one of the things I talked about with my mom last year when all the you know and I was like mom I mean I check other and she was just like so taken back she was like what and I was like I check the box other and she was like I didn't know that. And she was like hurt for me, you know, and she's like, I didn't, I did not know. And she felt so upset. And I'm like, well, what did you check when I was little? And she's like, I can't think. Oh my gosh. Like it yeah, really kind of raised some things for her, like awareness of just, wow. You know, it's weird. Mm, that's interesting. Like, yeah. What did she check? Yeah. Like, the doctors or something. Yeah. She probably checked other and doesn't even realize she did it and probably put it in, like wrote it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Seems. I don't want to be a write-in. I just want to exist as an option. My own. Yeah, I just want to be my own person. Yeah. And I think those are the type of things that need to change in order for 
society to change. Mm -hmm. And those are things we need to talk about in order for us, for me, especially to be like, oh, wow, you know, like light bulb. I would have never even have thought that. Mm -hmm. It's it's small things. I think it it's weird because it's like we have to keep evolving. We have to keep really opening our eyes to the reality of how different the world is and how far it's come. But yet on a simple form, you have to fill out for anything you need to do really, you know, go to the doctors, get a license, file for a loan. You have to put your race. Mm -hmm. So let's have all the options available. Yeah. I agree. You need to. Yeah. Number one starting ground right there. Yeah. You got to address the little things. Great to see it. Yeah. I think those were good points and topics to touch on. Was there anything that we didn't touch on that you feel you want to address? Like to both sides of the community? Like, is there any last bit of advice that you want to give? Um, I would just say to everybody, have conversations with your friends, white people, ask questions, people of colored race talk to them like tell your friends you know don't let yourself feel small in situations because the uncomfortableness can happen and you don't want to speak up speak up it's okay and I don't think there's anything wrong with a black person having more white friends than black and at sometimes they have to let their friends know or vice versa hey whatever whoever your people are that's your people I don't care what color they are because I don't see it that way but I think it's okay to have these conversations. I think the only way we're going to see change is for people to all be on the same page and understand it. And, you know, for anybody raising children, raise your children to be aware of the differences in the world, but to accept everything that there is. Yeah. And just be kind. And, you know, I think that's all we can do is every day as human beings and, at whatever end you are, if you get pulled over, if you get stopped, respect the badge. I, I can't stress it enough. I don't care what the history is. Just respect the badge. Yeah, they're all they also have families and exactly. lives and you know, they you go to your job, you don't expect to get in any type of confrontation. That's the last thing they want going to their job. So just exactly do what you're told move through life in that way make a statement somewhere else make a stance somewhere else don't let it be there let it go to court raise your voice in front of a judge that's why it's you know we are all humans we all need interaction and human connection and as the pandemic had already put a halt on that you know us dividing as a nation I don't think helped matters it just really was disgusting in my opinion some things were done well and well handled other things I don't care what race you are you should be embarrassed if you you know took part in any of the nonsense yeah I agree I think like I said more love stop making everything a label just like who you like talk to who you want to talk to yeah just be kind for the love of god be kind (laughs) we appreciate it guys thanks and listening for the next one thanks bye